Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, where the co-host takes charge. My name's oh James. Oh my, and I am Sean. And this is the show only on Marshland Media that discusses Lucha Underground. And once, once I say Los <laughs> Luchadores. One time only, and we are the only show. If I ever... T- Pull up an episode of Mostly Speaking Sentai, and I hear Nicole going off about how Phoenix is a wonderful high flyer meshing the styles of Strong and Lucha Libre. I will flip my shit over. Yeah, and if you hear a guest on there say, whoa, man, I can't believe these two great wrestlers, Killshot and Phoenix, put on such a snooze fest. I mean, go fuck yourself. It was bad, guys. (laughs) It was not bad. It was boring. It was not boring. It It was six minutes. You have been blessed by Lucha Underground. Only like the last two minutes were good. And then I was like, all right, no, thank you. Oh, man, hard disagree. Hard disagree. We'll get there when we get Uh, there. But first, big plan, Sean. What the fuck does that even mean, James? Okay, guess what? Unless I want to completely change (laughs) what I do in my everyday life, I cannot be your agent. I would need to Mm -hmm. be a part of an agency. I don't know Mm -hmm. how there's... On television shows, I see someone say, I'm going independent. I'll be my own agent. Uh, A new girl did it, you know? Yeah, I didn't. I guess. I did not think that was... That was never on the table, James. Yes, we've been talking about this. I'm serious about this. because been talking about this. This is what I've realized. Mm -hmm. My friend MC Deep said, and many other people I know, hey, when I'm around James, I am my most creative and specifically productive when it comes to the arts. Mm -hmm. So I'm like, how can I how can I I do that for Sean for his who has said when I'm around James, I am at my most perverted and quite frankly, disturbing self. Well, I'm going to get you really, uh, I'm going to find you jobs. That's what I'm going to do. I'm going to try maybe 30 minutes to an hour every week. I'm going to uh, scour the online boards that have Mm -hmm. artists, not artists, acting roles, the auditions, and I'm going to scope out the ones that are in your age and gender and, you know, overall aesthetic. What can you tell sure. me? What kind of roles can you play? All right. You ever, you ever, okay. So, you know that episode of Friends where Joey is like, I'm in a movie, but the movie was a porn, but he's not actually having sex in the porn. He's just in the background making copies. Mm-hmm. Not Joey. I want to be the copy machine. All right. Okay. So, kind of like mm-hmm. an R2D2 style person. Well,. The thing is, R2-D2 is actually, like, can form thoughts and is sentient. I don't want to think no more. I'm done with thinking. I just want to make copies and then have some dude's butt on me. Okay, so That's you, all I want. You kind of want to be a silent Bob type. Minus, kind you know, of. like, walking around. You just want to be stationary. Yes. Still have a character in a role. Maybe do, like, a shrug here and there. But you're not moving mm-hmm. besides, like, a shrug or, like, maybe one of these. Like, a finger gun wink. Yes. Snoochie boochies, indeed. Okay, well. Or, I, I, I'm giving you options. I am, a, I, I am a pliable actor. I can give you options. Or, I could be... 
If you've ever seen like Survivor and there's that guy who goes to the island, but he doesn't participate in any of the tasks and he wears cargo shorts, I would like to wear more cargo shorts. Okay, so you're saying you want to be the presenter. I mean, I want to wear cargo shorts. Okay, it well. It seems he's the only guy that gets to wear cargo shorts, as far as I know. It's insane that when like a friend is saying, hey, I want to uh, <laughs> make sure you are living up to your potential. And literally all you have to do mm -hmm. is be sent a link and click on it and then maybe yeah. follow through, upload your headshots. Of all course. of the like scouring and whatnot that might be like, hey. That I should be doing. Yes. I want to write a script, but wow, it sure does take a long time. What if someone just wrote the <laughs> script like you just said it and someone was like, oh, yeah, I'm a friend. I'll type it out for you. Uh, <laughs> oh, you mean, yeah, I, like Mr. Formulaic over here just pulled off. OK, so no, wait, no. Congratulations. Didn't you just write this oh, script? Oh, I finished writing a script. I thought you meant like I had someone write it for me. No, I was saying congratulations. You wrote your first formulaic script. Uh-huh. And first well done, finished well done. script ever. I'm just saying it's weird yeah. that a friend, I say like, hey, what acting roles can you do? And you give me a photocopier and man I, in cargo shorts. Those are two great roles. Do you want a third? I'm going to Torchy. I'm going to Torchy. <sighs> Oh my gosh, my third role, of course, being host of Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, the podcast on the Swamp Monster. Fuck, damn it. Your Torchy thing really threw me off. This is going to be a killer transition. I'm going to Torchy. I, I not, know. not to All like right. tell on you, I'm going to yeah. do what I said I would do for you, but for Torchy. No, I understood the first okay. time you said it. Thank you. Welcome to Sweaty Time Pro Wrestling, the podcast breakdown on the Marshland Media Empire conglomeration. We are on episode 25 of season one of Lucha Underground, The Way of the Drago. Ooh, Sean, I do have one more follow-up. You came yes. over Sunday. That's why we didn't yes. have an episode patreon.com forward slash mlm pod where for ten dollars a month you can listen to torchy and sean and myself discuss a beautiful movie entitled invisible Invi dad invisible dad you never seen what he did you never seen what he did he said a dad yeah so uh, <laughs> do you think enough people know that invisible kid reference to understand what i was doing oh i don't know all right. Good. Good. That's a good indicator. <laughs> well, you were over. Can you tell the story yes. or if you're comfortable of your first kiss? Did I tell my first kiss story? Yeah. Are you sure? Yes. You I feel like I'm, I'm, I'm very afraid I'm going to tell a first kiss story that was not my actual first kiss story. You were also saying like, hey, a skate park is an important thing to do. Oh, yeah. That wasn't a real skate. That wasn't a real first kiss story. Wait. <laughs> I lied. I'm so sorry. Sean, no. <laughs> Do you want me to tell my real first kiss story? Did this actual kiss story happen that you told I us? I don't even remember what I said, so Ooh. probably not. Especially considering I don't think I've ever been to a skate park in my life. Okay, real quick. <laughs> Nicole... <laughs> Nicole needed help taking in groceries. She needed to me to go to the bus stop. So our recording started about 25 minutes late. Nicole mm. is probably no longer sorry. 
Because I lied about my first kiss story? Because you want to know why I was going to bring up, I was like, Nicole, I think I know Sean's type now. Women who can <laughs> kick his ass. <laughs> I mean, that's kind of, that's part of it. That's true. Did I say I got bullied at a skate park and then I got kissed? It's insane. Okay, you said like, oh, <laughs> I went to a skate park and that actually happens to be where I got my first kiss. The girl had just gotten into a fist fight and then oh, we made out. That was my first girlfriend, not my first kiss. That okay. is a true story. All that right. is a true story. It's, okay, I'm sorry. Did it happen at a skate park? Our first date was at a concert. At held at a, an all ages skate park, Insane. an indoor all ages skate park that also had all ages shows. I forget what bands we saw. Uh, it was very punky, and she did get in a fight while we were there. Okay, well, <laughs> by a bunch of people I didn't know, which was so it's so fun to see. Like, oh, I've never and I've never, by the way, never been to the skate park before. Was not my. I, I don't know. Like, I just didn't have a lot of punk friends in this little neighborhood of Buffalo I grew up in. Kaisertown. Kaisertown, baby. So this was like my, oh, cool. I think these might be my people. I finally don't feel like surrounded by jocks and like all these assholes. Hell yeah. Punk rock music. Why, why does everyone here want to kick your ass? And like everyone there wanted to kick her ass. Hell yeah. So, you know, skate parks are important. And that's your type, isn't it? I mean, I don't know. That didn't end well. Okay. How's that? Explain. I don't, I don't want to. Okay. She ended up taking your dick. Yes, I have no more penis. It has been removed. No, no, you got it back, but she took it for a little bit. She put it on ice and she put it in iced milk. Mm-hmm. Clearly. And that's why my dick is so full of calcium Ooh. as it is today. That's, you got many boners, baby. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's just got a straight up bone boners. in there like a raccoon. Mm-hmm. Well, I got like five different bones and they were all sticking out. I got like a pincushion penis. Okay. And Dario Cueto has a pincushion. Are we ready for this transition? Yeah! Has got a pincushion temper because he has been needled for the last time by the crew. We open this episode in an alleyway behind the temple at night. Dario is closing a door behind him and asks the crew if they know what a layup is. To which Mr. Cisco shakes his head no. Insane. I have turned the corner completely on Mr. Cisco for this one very hypothetical, clearly a hypothetical question that mm -hmm. he does feel the need to be like, I do not know what a layup is. Uh-huh. <laughs> Dario explains, it's an easy, it's a gimme, it's a freebie, which is what I gave you last week, and you failed. You failed to capture the trio's titles. Mr. Cisco. this is what a layup is, and you've lost, sir. Good day. Dario's going into a very, like, goofy comedy route because he goes, last week he was talking about how, uh, like, oh, it's the, the least equipped and the ones who have so much inner turmoil. One, oh, my God. But in this one, he's like... Uh, I gave you a gimme, okay? Just how he said <laughs> gimme was very funny. And he says, you guys lost? This is how he describes Ivelisse. Mm -hmm. A girl with one leg. <laughs> I, I think from the beginning of this series, Dario sort of skirts the line of like mellow, which is like what me good melodrama should do, a very tense 
and dr- drama, dramatic villain, and also over the top cartoonish. Mm-hmm. And especially, I think, with the crew, which are they, I, I feel safe describing the crew as bumbling goons okay. at this point. Especially with the Mr. Cisco not, shake of his head, I don't know what a layup is. Please explain, boss. Like these are these are very these are these are bumbling goons, which they just they bring out the most cartoonishiness of each other. It's mm-hmm. very fun. But Dario promises to give them uh, some real motivation this time and is opening a door for them before looking at his key and then and then closing the door behind. And we cut to the one room Black Lotus broke into before being kidnapped trained. If you, this is your first episode, thank you for coming in. We are not doing recaps anymore. <laughs> so this had some straight up Are You Afraid of the Dark vibes. Very much so. I think a lot of this series just does. Mm-hmm. Uh, do you mean that in like a childish way or in a Are You Afraid of the Dark was ahead of his time kind of way? I mean in, wow, these this this is clearly not a jail cell. This is a tiny room made up to look like a jail cell in both mm-hmm. color grading depth of field and production value this felt like it was filmed in canada in the mid 90s <laughs> that's fair i think i want to ask let me ask you this though because something and i'm not sure i'm not now i'm not sure because you that's very fair but does that room look like the rest of the temple as we've seen so far well this looks like an offshoot of the temple like hey we're in a separate warehouse situation so Mm -hmm. it looks like it could be my dad owned businesses that like manufacturing warehouses where Mm -hmm. hey this is a manufacturing warehouse and then you go and you're like oh wow this is a beautiful boardroom and then you go to another place and you're like whoa this place hasn't seen the light of day in 15 (laughs) years yeah one of uh back in buffalo the theater i probably worked at the most because they were the most desperate to cast it was a jack shack theater right it was a theater in a uh, former manufacturing warehouse that then mm-hmm. got converted into various businesses. Like there was, you know, pottery, the subversive theater. There's like a lot of different things going on. And you would go from theater to, th- you know, room to room and be like, oh, here's, you know, here's a Jack Shack. Here is another yes. Jack Shack. Here's yes. a third Jack Shack. Yes. And then here's the here's the theater Varsiniak worked at. But that is a very good point. And I think that's. I'm curious. I'm, I, the reason I ask is because I don't, I didn't want it to look like a jail cell proper. Mm-hmm. I wanted it to look like part of the temple. Like yeah. every, all, every location for the most part should look like part of the temple. The temple is, it's the New York City to this Martin Scorsese film of a wrestling program. You know, it's the, it's the, if the fifth character, if you really want to, you know, think about it in a way that makes you think. Does yeah. that make sense? Yeah. Then if if we're really <laughs> nitpicking, absolutely not. This looks like, again, it was filmed in Canada in 1994. Yeah. And I think the thing that that's why I wanted to ask, because I didn't realize it, but I did notice the lighting was so much more different mm-hmm. than the first time we saw it. And I wonder, I think they went too far, like lighting the room up, which is a shame because yeah. I thought the, the, the way they actually, uh, we should break down the scene real quick. It's a... Uh, Dario brings up to the room. This is the room, of course, that Black Lotus, Black Lotus broke into to find the man who killed her village. 
So inside, behind bars, is the ma- is a very dangerous, large, imposing figure. We don't know if they're large or imposing. We just know they're dangerous. We do actually, based on some of the shots we see. Okay. Well, we can. Ass- we are assuming. All right. Crew enters. Dario's behind them. Dario says, "Allow me to introduce you to my brother." <gasps> so we learning about this monster, and he says, "Disappoint me again, and you're going to apologize to him in there." And the thing, the way we can kind of assume he is large and imposing is the way they shoot it, which is why I'm bummed mm-hmm. that the set, the scenery actually was was overlit, was because I thought the actual shots were very good. It's all from like behind the bars, camera pointing a little up, but all the eyes of the crew looking up at mm-hmm. Dario's brother, and he's he is casting a large shadow over them. So it's like the shot, I think, is very good. The, the scenery uh, could have used a little, a, a little TLC. Maybe he has a big old long trench coat on and he's on a, on a stool. And they're like, oh, yeah, mm-hmm. he's so tall. And Dario's he like, might, yeah, treat my brother like he's big. He might be three little rascals stacked on top of each other trying to get a bank account. Mm-hmm. And you got to try seven, baby. Seven? Seven? Yeah. Lil Corey told me that when I say, mm-hmm, he always is like, yeah, it just sounds like you're starting to sing Gwen Stefani. Oh, wait, which one? Mm-hmm. Oh, that's my, that's shit. my shit. All the girls want to touch my bits. Those are not the lyrics, are touch they? Touch my clit. Nice. And we go in and we get a new band, I believe, Sergio Mendoza y La Orchestra, Play Us to the Desk. No, they've been here for like three weeks. Is that that's not true? Yep, is that it true? is because a oh, few shit. weeks ago you said, "Oh, they didn't even tell us the name." I was like, "It's Sergio something." Oh, okay. Well, I'm a piece of trash. <laughs> they set us up for the stakes tonight of the title versus career match, uh, Drago versus Puma, and that's gonna be fun. I'm excited to see either a new champion or the end of a man's career. No, and guys, no thank you to a subdued vampiro. He's not going like, ugh, choking as a little older or little brother would do. Not a little older brother. Yeah, he's he's like, he's too busy adjusting his headset and mm-hmm. lowering the bandana on his forehead throughout the night. He's Yeah, he's kind of chilled out this week. Just like in general. Maybe he's on that sativa. Uh, yes, Maybe. indica, I mean. <laughs> indica. Maybe he got that indica inch in stores now. Yeah, yeah. But it's indica itch. No, wait. Indica, it, what is an inch? Yes, it is inch. inch. I, I listen to shit. And we go to the first match of the night. A, a discrepancy between us. It is Phoenix versus Killshot. Killshot, of course, uh, of course, will Digivolution into uh, uh, Swerve Strickland uh, in, in later years in America. But for now, he is Killshot. A, uh, a, a, a stealthy, accurate... And uh, as the name implies, finality, sort of uh, uh, a very sharp wrestler with like a bullseye sort of logo on his forehead. Yeah, that bullet thing on his brain. Um, not sure what that's all about. <laughs> yeah, Vampiro is here tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Context clues, sir. <laughs> and this is also after like the beautiful analysis. of, And this is the, the first time we're seeing Killshot wrestle. Mad Striker just going on. As little as we know about Killshot, his name implies accuracy and finality. And Vampiro uh, saw a circle and some crosshairs and got real confused real quick. Insane. 
How do you not know what bullets are? And when you like look down (laughs) the barrel into a scope, you see that. That's what kill shots are all about. He he gets that. But like, why would you want to put a bullet on your head? Wouldn't you want to put a bullet on the other guy's head? I guess. Think about it. Think about it with your bullet brain, Bill. But it's the secret of it all, you know? Mm-hmm. You got to will that into being. You can't give someone a mask to wear. You have to wear it yourself and be like, this is what I'm about. Imagery. Yeah. The iconography of it all. Yeah, look at horrorcore um, rappers. You know, they dress up in uh, like Jinko jeans and roll their eyes back in their head. And it's like, well, we can still see the bottom of your your irises. So, like, it's mm-hmm. kind of weird that you're doing this. Just edit it out of the photos. And then they'll, like, like do some devil horns and whatnot. And, like, why would you mm-hmm. do that? What's that all about? So you're suggesting to me right now, when a horrorcore rapper is wearing the Jinko jeans, yes. they are really saying, hey, society, you're the one in Jinko jeans. I'm just reflecting slash foreshadowing yeah. that into your own mind palaces. But also, like, uh, the, all these upside-down crosses and pentagrams they have, what's that all about? Well, the name implies accuracy and finality. Yes, and, so there's and wicked shit in horror core. Okay, <laughs> yes. all right. All right. <laughs> you did not like this match. You found it You found it a little too slow or a little too... What, what, what was it that kind of just... You mentioned boring. Yeah, it was just boring. Okay, what does that mean? It was slow for one. Not a lot was happening. And they Mm -hmm. were kind of just like touching each other and that's it. Well, that's what wrestling is. No, just like, oh, I'm going to slap you. And like, it wasn't being sold until the end. Like when they're in grappling and like they were grappling each other, then like, oh, I'm going to reverse counter this. I was like, they're, they're... No one is in pain. No one looks like they need to get out of these grapples. I mean, yeah, they opened up. I I loved, I enjoyed this match very much. And I enjoyed those opening wrist lock exchanges. You could do a couple things with wrist lock exchanging. Uh, It's funny, the hammer, you know when a wrestler puts another wrestler's arm behind their back, that the hammer lock? Yeah. We'll see a variation of that later tonight. It's like, it's, you take your arm, you sort of bend it in a rough way, yeah. and they put it behind your back. It has been done so often. I was watching Shayna Baszler, former MMA competitor, wrestles for the WWE now. Great YouTube channel. If you're not following Shayna, Shayna Baszler and you're interested in like seeing how actual techniques are sort of applied to the WWE and vice versa, highly recommend. But she mentioned something about the short arm scissor or or the, uh, the hammer lock that like you forget like... It's as much as it's a transition move as we see today in wrestling and it's sort of taken for granted, that can actually like that can dislocate an elbow. Like that can that can fuck up an elbow real bad. Like if someone actually applies pressure on that and bends it the right way, it's like a calf cutter. They're ba- they're putting they're putting a sort of fulcrum where your elbow sh- doesn't need an extra fulcrum and can like pull the whole joint out. So it's one of those things where like the wrist locks aren't immediately dangerous but they they can lead to something very painful so it's so being able to escape those and apply your own and trade off on those in the story i i think is very important and i think just in this match they do it very well it's i've always i so much enjoy watching phoenix wrestle and finding the new the tiger faint like just the new ways he has of not just escaping but then turning turning the tide so quickly there is a moment where uh, Killshot gets dumped to the outside. You think that Phoenix is going to dive out after him. 
Instead, he sort of does like a fake out 619. And then he comes back around immediately afterwards and does hit a diving uh, Hurricane Rana. Mm -hmm. And I like, that's the shit I fucking love so much about Phoenix, where it is, it is not just being faster than your opponent, but also being able to slow down the match so that you can be the one to pick up the speed of being the one in control of the speed of the match, not just going super fast. Well, hey, these two need to be in control of some actual speed up their nose so they're hmm. getting in there going crazy. Yeah, I. more wrestlers should do speed. Trucker speed. That's, do that that's, at least. No, don't. Take it's a like five shower energy. Yeah, five like shower energy, okay? More wrestlers and wrestling fans should shower. This I agree with. But it's like you, we've learned nothing from the 80s and the 90s. No more speed. No, no more drugs. More speed. No more speed. Yes. The match, ends, uh, the match ends after a Phoenix beaten up so badly he can barely kip up, but does manage to show the palm strike kill shot on the top rope, flying knees, Phoenix driver, matches over at six minutes flat. Okay, one thing you forgot to mention is... Mm-hmm. They're just straight up slapping each other in the face. That was awesome. I Specifically, Phoenix is slapping the shit out of Killshot. It's very cool. And Vampiro says, there's no other name for it. That is a straight up piss slap. I, I think he said bitch slap. No, I don't think he can say bitch. So I think <laughs> he said piss slap. I will have to rewatch that. I'm okay. Uh, I will have to double check that. We'll get our we'll get our uh, fact checker on that because he can't swear. And I've recently found out piss might not be a curse word. I mean, I don't think he can swear. He can because you can say bitch on like FX and El Ray is above the FX line. I don't know. So I think you can say bitch. I, I we will we will we will double check this. But that's the moment. That's one of those moments I was talking about of like kill shot. And if you've never if yeah who is amazing. If you're like, maybe you're an old school fan or you're not super familiar with Swerve's work, Swerve is so good. And this is a very young Swerve. This is, I think, his first, definitely his first TV gig, but some of his first, you know, some of his first uh, major work. And to see Phoenix have to slow down Swerve and the way he does it is just by slapping the shit out of him. I was like, yay. It was very fun. I very much enjoyed phoenix backflipping from the top ropes to like counter out of a maneuver that kill shot had that was really good and mm -hmm. for the most part i in my opinion if you uh, if your interests in wrestling are like mine you could skip this especially for the two people who are involved i saw these two in the ring and i was like hell yeah this is going to be a great match and then kind of mm -hmm. underwhelmed yeah i think I think also part of it going in with the understanding that this is a very, not green, because he's been on the indies for a little bit, but new to TV kill shot. Okay, so I, I've seen him like once or twice, loved mm -hmm. him so much, and then in this match, he shat the bed. Well, this is his first singles match is what I'm saying. No, no, no. A trios is just a singles match it's with not, other nope. people, you know? Very untrue. Uh-uh, no. Very... You're focused on one person and you say, I'm going to take that fucker down. 
Okay, you're. I, I sure do love argumentative for the sake of argumentative, James. What <laughs> great conversations this leads to. No, um, I'm saying if yes. you're in a, I'm okay. telling. It's not an argument. If you are planning okay. on going into wrestling and there's a trios match, you yeah. you eye lock on one person and say, "Hey, I'm putting you in the goddamn ground," and that will <laughs> scare them so much they'll run out okay. of the ring. Oh, okay. And when's the last time you saw that specifically happen? What you just described with the words out of your mouth? When did you see that happen? I'm pretty sure it happened in Dodgeball, uh-huh. a true underground dog story. Oh, a true underground dog story? Yeah. You saw that in the underground dog story uh-huh. that had nothing to do with professional wrestling? It was about Dodgeball? Mm-hmm. We gotta move on. I fucking hate you so much. No, you don't. You love me. You love me as much as that lady who beat up someone then smooched you. She got beat up. It was different. Oh, I thought she beat the shit out of someone. I mean, it. Uh, I don't know. It, it, it eventually got broken up. It wasn't a very decisive either way. I think what it, are I you do talking want, about? I think it's working. You What's gotta up? be on your woman's side and say, hey, babe, you I won. I just met this woman. Excuse me? Probably. That's why I'm, that's, you know, whatever. Uh, that's why I suck. I, th- I don't know. It's weird because I do want to, I think if you go into it, sort of, if you're a big Swerve fan, if you're, you like what he's doing now, you like what he did in NXT, and you're just, it's one of those, I don't know, sometimes you get like a demo tape of a band you really like, and you could hear how like, they're not quite there yet. But I'm such a fan, but like, it's interesting. It's always interesting to me, like going back and hearing like, you know, early Nirvana tapes and being like, yeah, they did not, they definitely didn't have the melodies down yet, but you could hear where they're going, and it's just exciting. I, I think if you're a Swerve fan and you want to see some of his older stuff, this is a great showcase. If You know, if you want to... I, yeah, I don't know. Make your own decisions. Let us know. NXT, more like Ben mm-hmm. Sex Me. I'm going to meet in the middle and have sex with Benjamin Button. <laughs> <laughs> All right, then. <laughs> Oh, Sean, real quick. What's up? Mm -hmm. Two things. I've been asking all my co-hosts this. Nicole declined not to answer on mic or off mic because she's like, wow, that's real depressing. If I were to die on my birthday every year, what movie would you watch to remind you of me? That's a fucked up question. That's a, like a, that's a real fucked up. I was gonna say that's a good question, but like no, that's a fucked up question. Uh-uh. Um, I mean, I, I don't think you'd watch one movie, right? Okay. I think I, I think that like you have such an eclectic taste of truly, truly bad movies. Uh uh-uh, oh, some are good. Uh, we watched Invisible Dad last week. Yeah, good movie. <laughs> Great film. Ten out of ten. I mean, I think it'll be like a revolving door of that. I mean, Psycho Gorman, I think, is a Ooh. reasonable answer. But, like, I do want to watch, like, Troll 2 <gasps> and, like, right. No, that's the, that's the correct answer. <laughs> uh, I don't know. What do you want us to watch? Uh, Troll 2. Okay, cool. I'll watch Troll there 2 again. Go. And then the other question. This mm-hmm. was posed on Engaged with Nicolas Cage. Okay. Did Nicole answer this question? No, Nicole was involved in this. And she's like, okay. I'm so glad you brought this to Engaged with Nicolas Cage this week because... We were discussing Lord of War, which is about illegal arms dealers. So she's like, we needed some levity in this. So we were (laughs) about to watch a TV show to go to bed. Uh, And like I did with the NXT, more like Ben sex me. 
Mm-hmm. Which was about having sex with Benjamin Button in the middle. In the middle, of course, a.k.a. going to flip. Indiana with the Hex. And we yep. say, get out of, get out of there, Hex family. And they're like, and then Neil Flynn is, Neil Flynn is there. He's mopping up a floor for JD from Scrubs going, uh-huh. oh, I guess I can't watch it. Get it on. All right. And Eden sure all of a sudden turned animated and his star butterfly from Star versus the Forces of Evil. And she's saying, hey, I'm a mewman. I'm going to turn you into a butterfly as well well yeah and the the every, everyone loves raymond's wife is there too yeah uh-huh all right okay so <laughs> I, <laughs> yeah i was i turned on 30 minutes in people 30 I, minutes in i turned on this show and i said blank blank more like dog check chowder sean what show was dog. i talking Check chowder. Nicole lost it because it was so like technically, yes, there's slant rhymes for every syllable. So, you know, it's a four syllable word, two words, dog check chowder. That's actually more than I I thought the only rhyme was going to be chowder. Oh, no. All right. Okay. So we got dog check. Log. Feck. Hold on. Now, hold. Now, hold Uh the fuck on. And it's a two word title. All right, shit, dude. Uh, And it was a TV show? Yes, a TV show Uh, that you would watch before bed, meaning it's not like a crazy, uh, super loud show. Okay, uh, um, Full House doesn't have enough syllables. Dog check chowder. Girl uninterrupted. No. Powder puff. Send be sent you are going on the right track of like okay let me find out the first one log dog check long fellow deeds mr deeds the animated series well guys if you want to find out what that word was and max get fucked by benjamin button nope you'll find out next month in May on Engaged with Nicolas Cage. But Nicole kept yeah. using that as the like reset of once things started getting a little like, oh, wow, we're talking about mass shootings too much. Oh, dog check chowder. <laughs> that's, gonna, that's, that's, that's a good tool to have in your back pocket. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Uh, you want to talk about this dingy bathroom real quick? <laughs> There's a dingy bathroom. Dario is in the mirror. Again, not washing his hands, just kind of looking in the mirror. Uh, he says to himself, Drago, I knew I'd find you here. And Drago no clips into the mirror right next to Dario, mm-hmm. who's very confused as to why Drago never thanked him. He knows the stipulation sucks that if you don't win the title, this title match, you're banned, you're banished from the temple. But you're a survivor, Drago, so just keep on surviving. Dario predicts that Drago will thank him after tonight while Drago slithers his tongue at Dario before leaving. And, uh, Sean, mm-hmm. was Goldmember a dragon? Because as Dario says, dragons love gold. Gold. Yes, that's true. It's a very... This is one of the things I love about Lucha Underground so much. It's not that Drago is a man in a dragon mask. He is, in fact, a dragon. Uh-huh. There's a very, very, very cartoonish thing that happens at the end of this episode that I'm like, seriously, yes. guys, that was yes. bad. Bad? In Excuse a good me? way. That was amazing. That was that was that was fucking. Uh, th- that was great. That was Darren Joe. I forgot. I forgot who plays uh, Cosmo in Fairly Odd Parents. Neil Flynn. 
Neil Flynn level of cum gutters, amazing. The end of the episode. Darren Norris, something like Darren that. Darren Norris, correct, yes. Uh, but after the bathroom, uh, we go to the temple locker room where Puma is on a bench gearing up when he is approached by Dario. Dean Norris. Puma. No, it's Darren Norris. I thought it was Dean Norris. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. But I was wrong. Yes, yes, yes. Uh, shouts out to Darren Norris. Great cum gutters in 1998. Wait, also, real quick, I did. there is an episode. I, I can't believe we didn't connect these dots before. There is an episode where Drago is just eating a blunt in a pancake. <laughs> a smoke in a crate. Yeah. Not that he's a dragon, that he is gold member. Uh, a bong, a, no, it's a bong and a blitz. <laughs> a bong and a blink. Smoking uh, a, 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 a pan, smoking a crepe. Smoking a crepe, a joint and a waffle? Something. I don't know. But we also got a puma on a bench who Dario accuses of having second thoughts about ending Drago's career tonight. Uh, to which Dario reminds puma, weak men think of their foes, warriors think only of victory. And only warriors carry my championship. Okay, real quick, mm -hmm. this is some toxic warrior mentality. Because guess what? Warriors don't think of just winning in themselves. Warriors mm -hmm. think of their people. And in this temple, it's Rudos and Technicos. And guess what? Drago is a Technico. They are kindred spirits. Of course, he doesn't want to just toss him out. He knows that this is going to be putting on good matches. Why would he want Drago out of here? Are you, I can't believe you're saying this. Are you accusing Dario Cueto of being toxic? Uh-huh. That's true. That's, That's my a good shit. point. <laughs> all, all, all the little Technicos want to play like this. Dario is leaving. I didn't know what I didn't have the heart to continue the lyrics. I apologize to it. all of our Gwen Stefani fans out there. Dario uh, goes to leave the, uh, the locker room when Hernandez emerges from the shadows to confront him. Dario immediately, like the worm that he is, shrivels up inside. I, uh, well, Hernandez, um, I, uh, Hernandez immediately, I guess, sort of consoles Dario with the fact that I don't care about Puma. Mm -hmm. It's the first thing Hernandez says. By the way, Puma is, uh, I don't know, five feet away? Yeah. Very close. There is a shot of Puma looking up going, what the fuck, dude? He, well, maybe they think he can't hear because he's got that mask over his ear. He very much can, though. And there okay. is a shot of him hearing it, which I love so much. Like, I love that they do include... It would be weird if they didn't include the shot, which makes me so happy that they did include the shot of Puma looking up being like, what the the fuck <laughs> what hernandez is concerned about is the three-way match he has tonight against cage and cuerno who last week tagged against him in the trios title match and he is afraid will double team him out of revenge for costing them that trios championship uh, dario solves this problem by offering motivation other than just kicking the shit out of hernandez the winner tonight will receive a number one contendership Ooh for the Lucha Underground Championship. So there's, which appeals Hernandez, but still leaves Puma very sad and alone, which is wonderful. Some wrestlers don't know how to walk when they're told to. What do you mean by this? So my guess is Hernandez, after they discuss, he was supposed to walk. But when you're like, oh, I'm going to leave the room, that's fine. But when someone says like, hey, here are your marks of just walk far enough to get behind these lockers. I think mm -hmm. maybe this is like, oh, where, where, I don't know how to walk. Where do I put my hands when I act? That kind of thing. Because when he walks like 
these, it's truly like three steps. It's as if he's never walked before in his life. I wonder, because like, it's obviously Hernandez is not the only non-actor here, mm-hmm. right? Like wrestling is not, wrestling involves a lot of acting. I, I think it's a fair comparison, but wrestlers traditionally are not actors. And Lucha Underground is a show so unlike every other wrestling show before and since. Like, There's never really been a show like Lucha Underground that is so cinematic, that is so televi- you know, t- television heavy. So I, and I wonder, I, so, I, so I do wonder if there is a little bit of that, like sort of, I'm not an actor, what do you mean block, blocking question mm-hmm. mark? I hope he gets there because I, his match, which is coming up, I really, it's been a while since I watched a Hernandez match. Spoilers, I think I love him. Mm-hmm. Also, he's great. I've heard it many times. Good wrestling is re-wrestling. Oh, that's true. That's a, that's a, that's a, that's a uh, Meisner technique. I, of mm-hmm. course, am speaking of Bobby the Brain Meisner. Territory guy. You never heard of him. He goes to a different school. Next match. Ooh. <laughs> uh, it's going to be a fatal four-way between Famous B, Ricky Mandel, Vinny Massaro, and Arhenis. There is a, you can hear how the crowd feels about three out of these four men. And mm-hmm. then our Hennis is, it's like, and they're great. Like, like Vinny Massaro still wrestles. Great dude. From all I've heard, I think famous B and Ricky Mandel still wrestle. Oh, I, I follow Ricky Mandel on Twitter. He's a good follow. And Hey, if anyone knows him, get him on our show. Get him on the show. Uh, but there's just, just a sharp drop off of it, like, yeah, and our Hennis. Fuck yeah. Like, it's, it's, it's very distinct, and I kind of love it. I feel so fucking bad for these four wrestlers. I mean, these four wrestlers have one thing in common, of course. All were victims of Pentagon and his arm-breaking, sacrificing ways. But they finally healed up, and they're ready to compete. Yay! James, why would you be upset? We fa- They're finally back and they're going to wrestle for us. Hurrah! You're forgetting one thing they're also victims of. An exclusivity clause in their contract. <laughs> they were probably paid for the last like three God. months of just like, hey, guess what? You're, you, you got a match. It's four way. Oh, no, it's it's a squash match. You're not going to be able to wrestle a lick. And that's all we're going to pay you for. Not even a squash match, because a squash match indicates that there is some ending of some kind. Mm-hmm. This is a no contest, as uh, Tejano, like, as soon as the bell rings, practically, gets in the ring, dumps everyone, including the ref. The ref gets fucking dumped out of the ring and just beaten the shit out of. Because uh, Tejano wants to say something and was not allowed a backstage promo, so he has to interrupt this match to get his words out. Last week, uh, during the trios match, he doesn't know who put his hands on him, but if he wants to come to the temple, he will get the beating of his life. And the crowd cheer big, which is fun for like Tahano, who is traditionally a Rudo, has been presented as a Rudo up to here. But like being like, bad guy, good guy. I don't know who you are, Davari. I don't even know why I just said your name because I've never met you, Davari. I don't even know your name, Davari. But if you come here next week, I'll kick the shit out of you. And everyone's like, yeah. So I'm, 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 I'm looking forward. I'm looking forward to that match. I think that'll be fun as hell. Mm-hmm. Davari is a great wrestler. Uh, Tejano, I've enjoyed Tejano as much as I do not enjoy Alberto. Yeah. But that might be more for personal reasons. 
loved watching Tejano so far. Love him. But what I'm looking forward to even more is this brand new storyline developing Let's of... Let's go, Marty. In the back alley once again, uh, Dario is leaving the temple. Uh, he, I, I think he's just leaving to take a, a phone call because there is still a show going on. But he, you know, he, he steps out to take a phone call and there is a fan in a very bright yellow Aztec pride shirt clearly stalking the shit out of this back door. Mm-hmm. And he stops him and he says, I'm so, oh, I love this show. I love what you're doing. I can't believe I get to meet you. Uh, Dario cuts him off. He's like, great, thanks. Uh, tickets and autographs, though, are not through me. Obviously, you have to call someone. And, and the man in the yellow shirt says, no, no, no. I do not want a ticket to see the show. I want to be in this show, baby. It's me, Marty the Marth Martinez. Also known as Martin Casau, uh, C-A-S-A-U-S, who is an awesome follow on Twitch. Uh, he works out and he talks about wrestling and he's very fun. But Marty the Moth Martinez is here and he demands to be part of this show. He wants it so bad. Uh, however, he is creepy. <laughs> the moth is my spirit animal. I love that so much. And I'm like, are they doing a like stalker fan storyline? Hell yes. And <laughs> two, this feels so outlandishly cartoonish of someone saying, I'm the moth. And as you're like, huh, excuse me. <laughs> It's very, it is very, I, 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 I get a lot of, I don't know why I'm going to cat dog, but like if dog, if there was an episode of cat dog where dog was a huge fan of a wrestler mm -hmm. and wants to get into the business super bad so he can meet that person, that's Marty the Moth Martinez. I feel like there was an episode like that. There might be. Maybe that's why I'm thinking of that. It also uh, but, feels very, what's it called? What's it called? What's it called? Steven Universe. They have wrestling story arcs in that show. And this is something that totally would happen. It's very Steven Universe, but I don't think Marty would be Steven. I feel like Marty, because there is a sort of, there is a confidence to Steven from Steven Universe that I do not think Marty the Moth Martinez has. I think there's an ignorance that sort of leads to a confidence of let me wait in the dark alley for the boss and this is how I will get the job. But I don't see the sort of, but I think that's, which is part of the charm, I think, of Marty the Moth is that he is, well, he's a bit of a lovable loser at this point. I think if you're, it's weird because it is a stalker angle, but it's played very comedically and it is also the hero is the stalker, but it's fun. I, I'm not explaining it well, but that's because it's a weird thing to explain. Dario, like any sane person, though, says, what? Absolutely, that's not, no. First of all, the moth is a shitty name. Secondly, I hate you. Third of all, I'm going to lock this door behind me and call security right now. To which Marty, like, literally, which is what I want to bring up. He, very dog energy. He shakes the gate a little bit after it gets locked, sort of jumps up and down, and then sprints off, like, presumably to find a different entrance. Real quick, the episode, mm -hmm. it's season one, episode 6B, Brother's Day, has a wrestling subplot of Cat Dog. That, yes, that sounds about right. Yeah, Marty the Moth Martinez, I, I can best describe as Dog from Cat Dog, wants to be a wrestler. Wants to yeah. be this episode, yes. I, th I feel like we'll see a lot more of him. But for now, we got we got more matches to go, baby. We got this we got this triple threat match for a number one contendership between a pile of beef. 
of King Cuerdo, the Machine Cage, and Hernandez. Uh, Hernandez's first singles match in Lucha Underground. I like this match a lot. Again, uh, his first singles match, even in a trios match. You know, you got to make sure it's like a singles. Do you know what a singles match means? Yeah. <laughs> it means you're the it means you're the only person on your team. You are the sing, you are a single competitor. No, it means like a single person with a si- like kind of when you go mm-hmm. out dating, you're not like, "Oh, yes. it's five of us." It's always like we're a bunch of singles going out a- to date other singles. What if you're in a throuple? Oh. Yeah. Well, I'm j ju- I don't look at people as a team. I look at them as individuals, okay? All right. I you and this I, commie I don't bullshit, know how I got, got, this what? red scare you're trying to promote on this podcast. Get yo, that Marxism out of here. Yo, more like red flare. Woo. Ew. Woo-hoo. I get <laughs> Yahoo. How? You know, that classic Ric Flair quote. How? Yahoo. It's me, Ric Flair. Why? Wow. Why? Cuerdo versus Cage versus Hernandez starts off with Hernandez, who was worried about the two-on-one attack beforehand, immediately talking a lot of shit to both guys before physically putting himself in the middle of them, which is very goofy. If you're just like, I don't want them to gang up on me. All right, ring the bell. Hey, fuck you, man, but also fuck you, man, and then physically positioning yourself in a way to get jumped from behind. Mm Mm-hmm. Which happens immediately. However, the alliance does not last long between Cage and Cuerno. It lasts only as long as the first pin attempt. Because both dudes want that, bo- want that belt. They want that dragon's gold, baby. Hasha. I love gold. A little bit of gold. Hernandez powders out as Cuerno and Cage beat the shit out of each other. Just long enough for Hernandez to come back into the ring, miss double lariat, and then eat double super kicks. Hernandez has not gotten anything in yet. It's early on in the match, but it's Lucha Underground. A lot of moves have happened in a very short amount of time. None of them from Hernandez. In this match, commentating Vampiro channels his inner Violent J. You've heard of interesting t-shirts. Well, in this one, there's an interesting (laughs) shot to the noggin. Oh, wait, which one are you talking about? Do you remember the shot? No, it probably wasn't interesting at all. Just how he said it was exactly like interesting T-shirts. He said, interesting shot to the (laughs) noggin. There is a very interesting shot to the noggin. Uh, Eventually, Hernandez does sort of capitalize on the uh, singular motivation between Cuerdo and Cage. He does manage to sort of, they, they manage to start fighting each other and Hernandez starts coming in. He does, it's something that should only work in cartoons, but he puts both of his hands together, not like he's, pre- like he folds the hands in, right? To make sort of one giant fist mm-hmm. with two hands. And then he just swings it like a baseball bat his singular giant fist and it's such a cartoonish move it should not look good it looks so fucking cool it also will break your fingers don't do it it's a really bad idea but it looks great in this match which is like it's which is like a lot hernandez it's been so long since i've actually watched hernandez and i need to go back and watch some of his tna stuff because like he I really enjoyed him in this match. I love his wrestling, but his mannerisms, 
outside of wrestling are so Mm -hmm. cringy. He dances and moves like he's Jeff Hardy in the late 90s and no thank you. Oh, less than I see. I see more of I see a Kevin Nash comparison where it's a lot of smirks. It's a lot of like, I guess I'm just that guy. And I fucking love it. No, he walks like this. He does this stuff. Yeah. Like, okay, on our visual podcast, yeah, he's doing sort of a, um, like an LA uh, style sort of like real like gangster, like gangster leans type of walk, walk down. Not like, and I fucking, which like makes sense. He was in LAX. They do run over children to get their way sometimes in yes. American flags. They're bad boys. And he's got this fucking bad boy gangster lean when he walks. Hernandez is awesome. All right. And he does it. And like, and he's doing it, I think for me, uh, which again, if you do, if you find it cringy, that is totally reasonable uh you know we watch we get different things from the same we see different things in the same product sometimes and that makes life beautiful i had a great time watching hernandez land just these and he's a who's a big guy big power moves and then immediately after instead of like instead of being like ferocious bra which he can be sort of being the real laid back real gangsta style like yeah, man, I'm fucking good at what I do, I guess. I I, I enjoy it so much. Sean, I... F- uh, well, let's get done with this match, and then I'll give an update on something. Sure. Also, I want to... He hits a, a big stinger splash, which is just like someone's in the corner. In this case, King Cuerno is in the corner, and then you just run, and you put your whole body on him, and you fly, you fly, and you put your whole body on him. Uh, big splash in the corner. He does this to King Cuerno in the corner that Cuerno has his headpiece set up in, the deer head. And as he does the stinger, as he does the body splash, he boops the deer head on the snout and the fucking crowd, as well as the goose, eat that shit up. Like, not just, I didn't just splash you in the corner. I splashed you in the corner and I booped your deer on the snoot. I'm Hernandez, baby. I love it. I, like, that's the sort of, like, like I, I put the words I put together. Big, mean, suave. Like, very cool. I, I'm a Kevin Nash. I'm a Kevin Nash fan. I'm a Hernandez fan. What do you want from me? Cage and Cuerno eventually do realign when Cage promises Cuerno me first, then you. Sort of like, let's make sure Hernandez does not win. That way I can give you a second. Uh, I'll give you the opportunity after I get it. So it is once again sort of two on one. However, it gets a little messy when an, a, a surprise guest decides to show up in the ring. Who the fuck is this guy in the yellow Aztec pride shirt who bring, is bringing a lot of dog energy to this match? Why, it is Marty the Moth Martinez. Yes, it's not dog energy. It's goddamn moth energy. Moth energy, baby. Marty the Moth baby? says it's not. Baby. Marty the Moth I don't think actually he says anything. He gets shotgun drop kicked to hell by Cuerno pretty quickly before getting slapped and dumped by Hernandez and Cage. All three men kick the shit out of this dude. Who which they probably should. Don't jump the barricade. These guys stop that. Marty, that's not how we do things. Unless it's like, I don't know, an actor strike. Then you can jump that barricade, okay? Oh yeah, never support strikers. Uh-huh. Be a scab. Scab life. Be an opportunist, okay? All of a sudden, the studios are like, we like the cut of this man's cloth. Speaking of opportunists, Hernandez sees the opportunity with this distraction as he dumps Cage out of the ring, and then 
hits a brutal dominator onto Cuerno and gets the pin at four minutes and 55 seconds, shoveling and burying Cuerno through the art of mime, which is another reason. I he's he's not just a great wrestler. He's also a great mime. James, what's there is no downside to this guy. Sorry, uh, that's an I, not even an oxymoron. That's just it's like dividing by zero a great mime. A an amazing mime. The French art of mime, if you will. And he's a great, and he's also just a fucking good at, I like Hernandez. I don't know. What do you want from me? Hernandez is awesome. 10 well, out of 10, word Hernandez again. You were talking about like, this is, he's bringing dog energy into this. I do need to mm -hmm. let everyone know in like a month, I am doing some traveling for business. I'm heading over to a little old place, my heritage, Scotland. Because there is, ah. there, I believe it's called the Overton Bridge. And I mm -hmm. need to research the hell out of this and just bring the energy of it back to the United States because it was nicknamed the Dog Suicide Bridge. Oh I realized God. if I just, you? the Dominator can live through energy. I won't do, I won't, oh I'll my. go like 20% where it's just the fear of just a bunch <laughs> of dogs would just jump off from this bridge. No one knows why. Like a lot of dogs would jump off from this bridge. So not, I'm going to harness that wow. energy and yeah. just put it into, I guess, dog toys. Not only are you trying to bring back the Dominator conceptually. Yes. You also just completely like went radio silent on this podcast to look up. They couldn't see it because this is an audio medium. But you just I just saw James scrolling furiously through his phone. Me leaving all these pauses for him to jump back in and talk about this match. No, he needed to make sure that we all knew about Scotland's dog suicide bridge. And how this is his next business venture. I wasn't like scrolling searching. I was just going through my screenshots <laughs> from like 2019. <laughs> okay. <laughs> or you could have been doing this podcast with me right now. James. Uh, the Dominator <laughs> is part of our lore. So it was doing the podcast. Oh my. We... Hernandez wins. It's he insane has, has that dogs would just jump off this bridge. It's real fuck, man. Uh, wait, what uh, was the name of it? Uh, the, like the Overton Bridge? No. Uh, dog Fetch Chowder? Dog Check Chowder. Dog Check Chowder. I got. I cannot talk about the Dog Suicide Bridge. Dog Check Chowder. We got to get... We got, we're almost there. We, we're over an hour. Oh, 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 but it was mm -hmm. during the 1950s, so it was like 1950s dogs. So they were probably like, like, yeah. <laughs> just yeeting themselves off the bridge. What the fuck? Yeah, it's. I guess suicide is fun if you're a parody of the 1950s on 70s television. Yeah, the Fonz. Uh huh. No, they just had leather jackets on. I made from this. sheep leather. I well, you know who's not a sheep. This is the this is the saddest I've ever had to transition into anything in my life. What's up? Uh, you know who's not a sheep? The trio's champion is the Odd Thruple in a sit-down interview with Vampiro. Yes, son of Avic Evilies and Angelico in the classic uh, sit-down interview portion featuring Vampiro. 
No one thought they could do it, but when Evilly stepped up as team captain, they all got on the same. No, uh, no, I'm sorry. I am being told Son of Havoc is actually the team cap. Nope. No, again, sorry. I am being now told that Angelico did a cool crossbody, and we should talk about that. That's the energy of the of the interview. Mm-hmm. Was a lot of like, no, but me, no, but me. And Ivelisse goes, you just keep bringing that up. It wasn't that great. And then uh, Son, Son of, of Havoc, Havoc goes, I mean, it, it was pretty cool. I loved that. I have that too. It's awesome. Ivelisse just, it's just a crossbody instead of Havoc. Like, oh, I kind of liked it. It's very sweet. They are still very much bickering. Vampiros tries to get the thing back on rails. Uh, he's like, how did that feel winning the trio's championship? And then Helico reveals that it was like a peak career in-ring moment, but outside of the ring, it's still real bad because they pissed off their boss. And it's a bad idea to piss off your boss, especially when he has both organized crime and I'm pretty sure supernatural ties to the Dark Lord. Hell yeah. Not a good guy to piss off. Yeah. Uh-uh. Vampiro notices Ivelisse's leg cast. He mentions, like, he, you know Dario Cueto is still has it out for you guys. Ivelisse, your leg is all casted up. Can you even go? To which Ivelisse says, when it's my time to fight, I'll fight. And Helico too. And Son of Havoc kind of caps it all together with the three of us might not like each other, but we fight. Together. together. Well, I was going to say that. No, no, I was going to say that. No, I was going to say You always do this. I was going to say that. I, yeah, I can bigger, just bigger, mute bigger. me. That's, you know, we're not in the same room, so there won't be any microphone bleed. Sorry about the mic. Yeah. No, but they do immediately. It's like a beautiful line that they just bicker immediately afterwards. Vampiro can't even side off. Sorry. Oh, you were trying to, like, do a bit like they were doing. Yeah. I was trying to add on to the bit. They say, oh, okay. we don't like each other, but we fight together and cook dinner and do dishes together. It's pretty cool. Okay. We cannot agree on a movie, so we do call up Chavo and he just selects one from his list. What What is it the Chavo's list of movies? Invisible Mom, Invisible Mom <laughs> 2. <laughs> That's it. Just those two. He tried Invisible Dad, but he couldn't. The DVD was scratched up, so he couldn't get it to work. But yeah, and Vampiro can barely sign off with the bickering trios champions, trying to figure out which version of Invisible Mom to watch tonight. Because they all do live each other. They they all live together as uh-huh. part of the lore, I guess. Yeah, excited to see these three. They're very very fun to watch. Very fun to watch bicker, and great as wrestling. Oh my gosh! We finally get to the main event tonight: title versus career. Puma versus Drago. Puma's Lucha Underground Championship on the line. If Drago loses tonight, he is banished from the temple. And James, I see by your agaped fish mouth, you were also left in awe of this terrible, terrible conflict. Yeah, I truly thought it was going to go the other way. So did I, actually. But which way did it go? Well, let's break it down. (gasps) Match opens. Of course, Puma being accompanied ringside by Conan. Yeah, and I've never seen him move that fast in the 15 years I've known him. (laughs) Vampiro, of course, hates the shit out of Conan. Spends a long, like a long time. Just like, in some ways, that was just very like, why is he even out here? These are two phenomenal young wrestlers. They are given an opportunity to be on television. Who the fuck wants to see Conan? Why is he here? Why couldn't they... (laughs) The only thing I don't like about Hernandez is Conan's by him. 
Yeah, he fucking hates this guy. Does he really? I have no idea. Who knows? Match opens with the with with Puma offering his hand, which Drago accepts. Despite fear of his career, he still shakes the hand, big honor style. Also, uh, uh, Killshot and Phoenix also had the handshake, big honor style. Puma takes a speed technical offense early, which is something Drago will kind of, I, th- I think is part of this story, is that Puma is not just fat, is, is faster and has a variety of ways of hurting you in the ring that you kind of don't see coming until it's too late. Drago... I mean, Inferno, man, he has to sort of fight a little dirty, a little underground style, a little more strong style of just like vicious kicks to the head. But he can only kind of keep it for so long. Puma has a lot of advantages, but the one advantage Drago has is he does not have Conan whispering in his ear very loudly throughout the entire match. Hey, I'm going to tell you strategy follow it. Hey, but Drago, honor system, okay? Do not listen to anything I say. Do you think that is an adva- it is an advantage to have Conan talking to you throughout the match? No. Neither do I. Vampiro's right. Like, I think that's... it's Poor Puma. <laughs> Especially when it's that loud for both participants to hear. If it was just like a quick like, hey, we're on the side of the ring. Let me whisper. Hey, I, th- like, hey, he's been doing this. Yeah. His right hooks, uh, leave his rib cage open, get him there. It's kind of like if you had a mentor, a poker mentor, but that he stood behind you very loudly going, you should put back that king of diamonds. Yeah. Oh, I wouldn't keep that hand. Ooh, you should bluff. I don't think they'll, I don't think they'll believe you. Like it's, (laughs) it's sweet, but. I saw that other guy's cards. They're shit. Yeah. And then you go all in and you lose. You're like, oh no, not that guy. The other guy. Why don't you listen to me more? Conan, he does help one time, though, uh, in a very interesting uh, submission maneuver. Drago, it looks like he's going for the Dragon Slayer pin, but instead sort of turns it around, hammer locks the arm while scissoring the head. Puma can't see shit and doesn't realize how close he is to the ropes until Conan goes, hey, you're like real close to the ropes. You should touch them. Mm -hmm. And he does, and it breaks the hold. Awesome submission, though. Yeah, hey, uh Sean said we'd get back to the hammer hold, and we just hammer, did. Yeah, it's a it's one of those. Is sometimes you take moves for granted until you see someone just do it in a very meaningful moment in like in, in, in the in the overall like story of it all. It's like when you see something that's like it's so trope, but it's done so well at the perfect time. You're like, oh mm-hmm. no, this still can mean something. Hammer hold. Who are you, Tim the Toolman Taylor? Arr- Bam, 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 bam. Strike exchange. Hey, would you uh, want to do a blue collar comedy tour mini series no. podcast with me where we oh, watch God. all of them, then rank which one's the best? Uh, that sounds so painful. Uh, oh, right. man. Blue collar comedy tour was great. Rides again, even better. The TV show, awesome. And then we'll discuss. We're going to do from, the TV show? Yes, we'll have to watch a few episodes. Ron White? Yes, we'll have to watch a few episodes. He was a guest. No. We'll watch the episode that he guest starred on. Okay, if we can watch All the right. Ron White episode he guests on. Also, I will not watch Larry the King. I will watch Larry. He's, he has an ant covered in moles. Oh, they call her Holy Moly. Uh-huh. Get her done. <laughs> Get her done, tiny um. dancer. <laughs> I want to talk about Drago's Drago has this awesome little kick exchange. I believe I, I described it as 
Drago cooking up a stiff kick stew with a poison rana dessert. It's fucking, even the way Drago kicks out of the corner, you know, like someone's running at the corner. A lot of times you'll see a guy just kind of lift his boot to catch the other guy's chin. Drago does like a straight up Power Rangers fucking sidekick. Mm -hmm. Like anytime Drago has an opportunity to kick, he fucking kick. He is a chorus line of one, but is also a dragon instead of a beautiful girl. Like it's, it's great. This match is very hot. Power Rangers more like cowards manger. Yeah, I'm coming after you, Jesus. Whoa, <laughs> not Power Rangers. <laughs> we got no beef with Power Rangers. Jesus suck an egg. <laughs> Um, this match gets <laughs> crazy. This match, how did you feel about this match? I love this match, and I do want to apologize mm -hmm. to Sean. I don't know what's wrong with me today. Mm -hmm. I was like, I'm just, I was begging you to say something about the the Cage Cuerno uh, Hernandez match, and you were too busy finding a way to bring back the Dominator, the Doginator. What did you think about that match, by the way? Real, Because uh, I don't think you, 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 you didn't give a firm opinion on that one. I enjoyed that one, minus, you know, his little weird walking and being a, a clown on stage. I love it. That's fair. Yeah, this match is this match is quick. It's brutal. And it's a it's just it's a lot. There's another strike exchange with Puma delivering a blue thunder bomb, which he, and he's like, he gets like three spins before he does the power bomb from the back fucking disgusting only a two count we go from lucha chance to this is awesome chance crowd's very excited for this match which is nice to see because i know the crowd in early episodes were sort of hit or miss with puma especially during the cage uh rivalry like there was a lot there was a couple puma fans but there were also a lot of cage fans and a couple mm -hmm. of the puma sucks fans i feel like this is either they did a better job of sweetening the crowd sounds or people are sort of picking up on like this Puma, who like, admittedly, it's like Puma's in such a weird position where not only is he, this is tight, like, is he a very younger wrestler? You know, Ricochet has been around for a minute, but not super long, but he's also not wrestling as Ricochet. He's mm -hmm. wrestling in a mask as a different person. So it's like this double whammy of like, even the people who do know you might not recognize you, but he's amazing. And I, he has thoroughly won them over as well as Drago, who is fucking great. I want to say this real quick. I work out. People know cum gutters, all that. When I look at my butt in the mirror, I'm like, this is I, I it's nowhere near at Puma's butt. So like that, my mm -hmm. aspirations is Puma's ass. And I don't yeah. I just don't have the build for Mills ass. I mean, I don't think anyone other than a literal brick house yes. has the build for Mills ass. A build for Mill. Bill, 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 Bill. Mill has a great ass. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, but like, also Ricochet. Ricochet is like, is insane. And how much he still has that body today. However, like nearly a decade later, he still has that body. And he still does these things. And it's ridiculous. Uh, Ricochet is awesome. And so is Prince Puma, who gets Drago into a fireman's position up on his shoulders he goes to sort of spin him around, but accidentally knocks out referee Marty Elias. No, his hand just oh. healed. Now his little neck? He heard, he just heard. Well, no, that was referee Rick Knox. Oh. Marty Elias is a different guy. Okay. 
I'm pretty sure Knox's hand is actually still injured. Oh, damn it. I forget. Uh, But Mario Elias has been knocked out. He cannot count the pinfall after Drago escapes and lands a code red. So Drago starts putting offense together, goes for the pin. Mario Elias is all unconscious and uncounting when Hernandez is entering the ring himself and attempts to run over someone. It is not clear who he is attacking, but Puma does dodge out of the way and unfortunately, Drago does not. Mm-hmm. When Mario Elias starts coming up, Hernandez is confused and leaves. Puma is baffled. And Conan demands Puma, Shao Kahn style, finish him. And he hates this. Puma does not want this. He did not want to win. He does not want to win through dirty tactics. He barely, Hernandez doesn't even like him. He said so in the locker room three feet away. So disrespectfully. But a win is a win. It was the hand he was dealt, and he reluctantly hits a spinning sit-out tombstone pile driver to win the match and end the career of Drago at 9 minutes and 28 seconds. Oh, at least Very here in the sad. temple. At least here in the temple. But this, is the, only, this is the only federation that matters. I mean, dead ass. as someone who was watching WWE and TNA at the time, that's true. <laughs> Listen... Rough times in wrestling. It's also because there's heavy religious overtones in this. Now, what do you mean by that? There's gods like they're, hey, we're to the fighting gods. Ogre and whatnot. <laughs> From Tekken 3, of yeah. course. Yeah. Uh, I mean, you, it's New Japan is cooking. He could go, he could go. I think Shinsuke is still there. Uh, maybe, he gets, maybe he can get to New Japan at least. But does that have the Aztec fighting gods on its side? No. That's what I thought. Uh, after the match, Puma hates this. He hugs, raises Drago's hand. Drago, now alone in the ring, showered by please don't go and thank you, Drago chants. Like, huge ovation for this guy. I feel like the top three guys right now, as far as like crowd reactions, are Phoenix, Puma, and Drago. To see Drago leave like that, and, to, like, and what I think confirmed it for me is hearing the crowd react to Puma being banished to the ogre taint of professional wrestling, which of course is hell. Ogre's taint is hell. That was hidden tech and lore they never really covered, mm-hmm. but it's true. Look it up. Brutal, brutal, brutal moment uh, as he exits. And we cut to uh, the temple exit, sort of the interior of the same exit that uh, Dario and Marty met at. Drago passes by Dario, promises we will meet again. Dario nods, Drago tongue slithers, and leaves. Into a burst of fire. Dragon fire. It's fucking great. This is one of the many reasons I love Lucha Underground. It's also from such high up. Like, it would have been more believable if it was at human height. But no, it's from, like horizontal with the ground but like with the ceiling like it's ceiling height yeah it should be so it's it's sort of like a large like loading door uh which he walks through and he walks through so the fire is outside all you fire code nerds out there this is osha certified don't worry <laughs> but like, like yeah it was i guess it's to mean i took it as like sort of the Liu king animality where he turns into a dragon and the dragon is just like an extra 10 feet high. I think that's what Drago... I think Drago is Liu Kang. And he just turned into like a 15-foot dragon. Mm-hmm. 
And that's where the fire came out of his 15-foot mouth. Fingers crossed. Uh, also, yeah. we have not heard Drago's voice this, these entire 25 episodes, to my knowledge. I would, no. I'm going to redub it of him saying, we'll meet again. But I'll just have it be like, we'll meet again. <laughs> Why would you do this? <laughs> Why would you funny. do this? That's going to be the promo oh, that okay. I do. <laughs> there was an It Takes Two to Toku video that we were part of, like a MTV or a VH1 behind the music of their maestro ranger that they asked us to be a part of. And what happened, What I was like, well, I want Nicole and I to both be in the video. So what I did was I, I filmed my stuff and then Nicole redubbed over my voice like <laughs> lip perfect so uh, i'll i'll post i'll repost it when this gets posted hell yeah <laughs> and that means i like that i don't know why that's so that tickles me thoroughly but it does uh in the meantime though we better let you guys know where to find us when we ain't mm. recording our beautiful voices talk about luja underground season one episode 25 the way of the drago What's going on, you dirty motherfuckers? My name is Goose. You can find me at Goose, twitch.tv slash Goose Von Kaiser, and I'll fuck you up, nerds. That was very aggressive. I apologize. But I will fuck each and every one of you up, you shitty little nerds. I love you. Uh-huh. That's my shit. Being, oh, you know, the Goose. That's my shit, guys. Yeah, all the girls want to touch my clit. You talking about all that trash and I got a lot of trash that's in my ass because I ain't got no mill ass girl. I don't have mills ass girl. All right, guys, yeah. <laughs> head over to MLMPod.com. Links are in the description of this to find out information about my other podcasts like Hit It and Credit, Sweet Child of Time, the rom-com, not the rom-complex, the height of horror. Uh, <laughs> I've been on that show. One of you us hasn't. <laughs> yeah, okay, we... Dear Rom Complex, WT fuck, why do we have such beef? Uh, and please let me on your show. Thank you so much. I'm Goodbye. also their little boy because I yeah. edit their shows and they call me their little boy. That's true. I have nothing to offer. Please let me on the show. <laughs> The height of horror, formulaic, mm -hmm. all great stuff. And mostly speaking, Sentai, we started blowing up. I don't know how or what's Ooh, going on, but we've gotten people in, love you. In under two weeks, we've almost gotten a thousand downloads. Wow. You know what it was? It's because this uh, this podcast took a week off. And people <laughs> no, no, like no. sweet. I like I like this network without the weird dude who has nothing to offer the rom complex but so demands much, to be on. So much Listen. to offer. I know. I just wanted to hear you say it. Listen Thank to you. my music under Marshland Monster. Brand new song with Dragon Boy Sway just came out called Catfight. It's real good. We show that dogs ain't shit but a bag of dicks. Oh my god. And then head over to patreon.com forward slash MLM pod where for $5 a month you get exclusive content every single Friday and for $10 a month you get monthly exclusive content on top of that including straight to Patreon just last month Torchy, Sean aka The Goose and I well. discuss an invisible dad. It's a real fun time and you also get shout outs on every single free feed podcast so let's begin with those I hope the thing that Sean says in between is, <laughs> is Suicide yeah. Dog Bridge. Nope. <laughs> Steve F. Ooh, big moth energy. Eric Berry of Ranger Command Power Hour. 
big moth energy. Alex Z the Waz. That's some big moth energy. Orion, former rapper Defo, D hyphen F-O. Oh, and you know they got some big hyphen moth hyphen energy. Jordan B the Chaos Witch. That's some chaos moth energy. My Bickle brother in common law, Joshua Jakus. Oh, that's some moth energy big. Steve Barnes, a sweet child of time. With some sweet big moth energy. My mother. Mommy moth energy. Lil Corey's BFF and soon-to-be former roommate, Shane. Big moth energy over here. That fed. That's some big moth energy. Twitch.tv forward slash core winning. It's core win. With that big moth energy. Which this movie's gay, guys. Uh, even though we haven't put out an episode in like two years, got a nice spike in plays. Hell yeah. And finally. Where's our spike in plays? And finally. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no, we did get a spike in plays, but for shuffling the deck, not sweaty time yeah, pro wrestling. Of course. <laughs> and finally, from the aforementioned rom complex, it's R2 Shelby 2. With that big moth energy. And new $5 patron, it's the fourth bro. Oh, hell yeah, coming with that big moth energy. I've been James. And I'm still Sean. And we got moth energy, baby. Big style. Bye. Bye. Oh, yeah.